Hi everyone. Welcome to our first attempt at this. Um, I really don't know if I sound good right now. Uh, so I just want to preface that if there are audio issues, if this is like hearing nails on a chalkboard, um, please let me know because that's not fun. That's not the kind of content I want to put out. I want quality, of course. Um, quality's first. So if it's shit, uh, please do let me know. First things first, and then I'll figure something else out. Um, I'm just trying it out. But my name is Vinny, if you were wondering. I'm a senior in high school. Um, I recently committed to NYU, Tish, um, for drama, which is insane. So um, if I ever mentioned that, then I thought I should just start off with that. Oh, welcome to re the Reheated Podcast. That's the name, Reheated. Um, which might be a little confusing to some of you, but to me, it kind of just makes the most sense out of every title that I tried out. Like, Reheated felt very natural. I don't know. In a way, I'm thinking it as, like, reheating food. Like, I'm going to be talking about stuff that, you know, in the age of information, in the age of everyone has a fucking podcast, like, you've probably heard this stuff before. It's just like I'm saying it. And if you don't want to hear me say it, then you can leave. I don't know. Um, that's a weird tangent that I don't need to go on right now. But um, today we're just, I'm just introducing myself. I just want you guys to get to know me. Um, I'm Italian. I come from a huge Italian family. I have a twin sister. Um, she is the best. I have another older set of twin sisters. Who are two years older and their names are Gabby and Alessia. Oh, my twin sister's name is Leah and an oldest sister named Miranda. I have no brothers. Um, have I ever wanted one? Yes, of course. Um, enough questions about that. Um, and yeah, that's just a little sample of my large Italian family because, you know, I can go on with names and names. Um, but yeah, I'm very Italian. I lived in Italy for a couple of years when I was little, um, simply because my dad saw an opportunity there and was lucky enough to seize that, bring us along, and we lived in an area near Milan, which was weird because I was like very, very young and it was very influential for me, but um, now in retrospect it's kind of cool. like. Not many people can say that they've done that. So I think that was something that was really great. Um, and yeah, I'm probably, I'm only saying this because I'm probably going to talk about my heritage a lot. Um, I love being Italian with all my heart and soul. It plays into so much of my identity, um, even though, you know, there is debate as to whether or not Italians are real, which, you know... I completely understand and I validate and um, I love to hear people's opinions on that personally. Um, I love just throwing some more stuff out me. Uh, oh, no. Some more stuff about me out there. There we go. Um, I love tea and I love a kettle. Next question. Um, I'm currently in my Alice in Wonderland era and yes, I have been shopping for my dorm and yes, a lot of it is Alice in Wonderland stuff. It was not intentional at first, and now I like it, so it's completely intentional. And I think that's really amazing. Um, I love to read. I have loved to read since I could remember. 
I think it's the coolest thing on planet Earth. I think writing is the coolest thing on planet Earth. I hope to write my own book one day. Um, I think everyone should read. And I think anyone who shames people for reading stuff that's not sophisticated enough in their opinion, um, I think they should die. No, I'm just kidding. I, that's a little, that's a little dramatic. But I think they should shut up for sure because, um, reading is such a joy and why is somebody like considered not a reader if they're reading like a little smutty romance? Like, I'm sorry, they're still reading. They're still expanding their knowledge, their vocabulary, I'm sure. Maybe it's not the same way that you're doing it, but that's not what we're here to do here on this earth. Sorry, I'm already getting into tangents. Um, I get, I have a lot that I'm mad about sometimes. So if I get mad, like just kind of go with it. Um, I'm trying not to get too aggressive, but every once in a while I'll probably get angry. I'm also gonna have guests on here, um, all in which you'll find I'm very blunt with because the people I'm, I'm bring on here, I love and I tend to be very non-bullshit. Um, anyways, um, I guess I do like hearing myself talk. Um, and I'm not ashamed of that. I think that I'm a cool person. And I think... Mm, actually, no. I don't know if I would hang out with me if I wasn't me. That's, you know, that's a little far-fetched. But I do enjoy hearing myself talk. Um, and if you don't enjoy hearing yourself talk, one, you're either lying to yourself because you don't want to seem like an asshole. Um, two... Learn to love yourself. Here, okay, no. Learn, well, yes, learn to love yourself, but learn to love to hear yourself talk because you may not even realize that you have something to say. So it doesn't mean you have to be starting like with a podcast, but maybe start with like some videos in your private story or a journal. Like just like finding your voice is very important, especially for um, those of my fellow listeners who are going to college. Um, I can guarantee you have something to say, so figure it out. Sorry, that was a really big request, and I kind of just threw it out there, but I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Figure it out. Um, oh, this is a great question. I wrote down some, like, pointers, like, some little things to just ask myself because I knew I was going to sit here blankly, or I would go on a really long tangent about stuff, and I'm just trying to monitor that. Um, of course, if you don't like that setup, then tell me, of course. Um... But my current Taylor Swift era, my Taylor Swift eras have been changing day by day. Like the other day it was 1989 and that hasn't been occurrence for a while, but I think it was because the weather was really warm all of a sudden and it felt like, like June or July and July is like 1989 month in my opinion. That's just a personal opinion, but, um, it felt like July and I was like, I just need, you know, like I just need to hear it. So that was, that's kind of how it goes for me. Like it's just it's whenever it works um today's evermore slash folklore um i listen to folklore more often but i feel like today is evermore really um specifically that song is it called where you left me <clears throat> sorry um i don't mean to i have allergies i really hope that doesn't come across here in the recording but if it does, I mean, I really can't control it. It's already happening. I'm really sorry. Um, I don't know. Wait, I can't find Evermore. Okay, this is embarrassing. I think it's right where you left me. It's like, ah, uh, uh, I stayed there. I'm a singer, if you guys couldn't tell. Um, I have a really good singing voice. So 
you'll hear a lot of that on this podcast. Um, yeah. But long story short, it's Evermore. Um, mainly because it's chilly today. It's sunny today, but it's chilly. I think if it was cloudy and cold, um, I would be more, more of a folklore mood. But I'm not. I'm feeling Evermore. And I'm feeling... Um, I'm feeling very fiction writing. I'm feeling very making up stories and writing songs about them. Um, but yeah. Um, so how I'm thinking I'm going to format this podcast is um, I'm going to start... This is kind of negating what I just said earlier, but I'm going to start with um, a really, like a passage, um, an epigraph, if you will, of a really pretentious, haughty, um, deep, like a passage from a really deep piece of of literature slash like essay, probably an essay because essays are easier to find such things from, but um, maybe poetry just something that we can just chew on throughout the episode. If we're ever lost, um, something we can come back to and be like, hey, let's put our thinking up back on. Let's start fireballing ideas. And um, I think, you know, if we do that, we can maybe accidentally stumble upon some fun little discoveries about life, humanity, the meaning of both things, um, perhaps ourselves, in a casual manner. Um kind of like good place-esque if you haven't seen the good place oh my god oh my god please watch the good place i think it's still on netflix they might have taken it off um again i'm i don't know why i'm acting like i'm gonna look for it i'm not gonna find it it's gonna be too awkward if just me sitting in silence and i don't feel like editing that out so um at any rate watch the good place don't be dumb um And if you like The Good Place, I have a feeling you like this. So, you know, I debated whether or not I would implement any such epigraph here in this episode. This is really just an introductory. Oh my god! Was that English? No. A little introduction. A little introducing me. A little intro song, if you will. Um, But... I don't know. I mean, so far I'm only 10 minutes in. I've hit all my bases and I don't want to bore anyone, but I'm going to just, you know, introduce this little factoid here. Not this little factoid. This little music I had. And maybe I'll go farther with it. Maybe I won't. Um, If you wish I had, again, please DM me. I think that'll be the way I do it. DM. Um, I haven't set up a social media for this, I guess. Um... If you want to follow my socials, uh, I did just burp. I'm going to leave it in. We're authentic here. Um, I'm not going to worry about social media. I have a feeling you guys actually don't care enough to DM me about anything. Um, If you do care enough, I have a feeling that you're probably somebody I know. So you can just DM me. And if you don't know me, like hello, how did you get here? Um, welcome, but it is the first episode, so that'll, that's, a, that's time for a later date. Um, that's, no, that's an idea for a later date. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to talk about perhaps on this episode, just toy with, um, is the idea that we might only like things and feelings because they are new. And what got me thinking about this 
is my relationship with a lot of my teachers and just regular superiors and adults in my life. Um, all my life I've been pretty much not a people pleaser in the general sense, but a people pleaser when it comes to my superiors. And um, I often seek... Sorry, I just had to do a little reset in the mouth. Um, I often seek a lot of validation from these people. I want them to like me. I want them to be proud of me. Um, but sometimes I wonder, like, do I only like that feeling when it's new? Like, when I establish a relationship with an adult, am I only doing that because I want that little rush of validation from them, but then after that it's, like, spent and I could really care less about them? Um, in that case, I don't think that's true. Because, um, I mean, ever since I was little, adults have always been, like, a, a group of people I can find a lot more kinship with than people my age. That's not to say I was born in the wrong generation. I think I was born in the correct one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but that is to say that for some reason I have just felt more comfort in more mature conversation and mature company. Um, and for most adults and teachers mainly that I create relationships with, um, those are relationships that I want to that I always hope to last, like literal, a literal lifetime, because I want to grow up, I want to show them my life 10 years from now, I want to show them how they influenced it, because I think it's the coolest thing that, you know, there are so many adults who are willing to put time forward to invest in other people's futures. Um, now to shift that a little bit, to talking back about, you know, feelings that we really like in the moment, but don't last forever, um, I was also thinking about the idea, kind of in the same vein as school, um, the idea of getting good grades. To me, getting a good grade in a class that I love, like for example, I'm in a British literature class right now, and I love my teacher in there. He is, you know, his mind is incredible, and he is the sweetest little guy. Um, he's actually retiring this year, so we're his last... British literature class. Um, it would help if I could actually say the word literature. Um, but at any rate, when he gives me a bad grade, a part of my soul dies. That's not to say that it dies forever. Um, but it definitely is like a little bit of like, a, oh, like, a, oh no, like I got a bad grade. Um, and on the other hand, when I get a good grade, I literally feel like I could just simply take off, fly away. Um, it makes me so happy. It concerns me almost because I'm like, I should not rely like on these grades for happiness. Like, because at the end of the day, I'm a human and I'm not going to get good grades all the time. But that got me wondering like, okay, that, that good feeling lasted two seconds. Like now it's over. Um, what has had me like driven throughout this whole four-year experience to get good grades, to get the same feeling in classes that I like. Is that sustainable? Like, I also think about the kids who don't care about their grades. I can't fathom such a thing. Um, but is that just because I, of the high I get from getting good grades? Like, I don't know. I'm kind of confused about the whole situation. Because um, at the end of the day, I get good grades for validation. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I get, when I see a 90 or above... 
I feel valid as a student, as a learner. I know that's not the healthiest mindset because at the end of the day, grades are grades. Sometimes you're going to get a 50 on a test that you studied for, that you're intelligent about the topic for, and it's just the way it was written. But I don't know. There's something about putting effort in and getting that reward that, you know, it makes stuff worth it. That's transactional. I mean, like, I know that's probably one of the basic, like, things with humanity is just, like, I want something... I'm going to put effort to get it. I get it. I feel good. That's it. Whereas like sometimes it's like, especially here to take an example for the college process, I want something. I'm going to work my ass off to get it. I don't get it. Oh no. Spiral question mark. Like, is that, is that the next step? I don't know. Um, but then there are people who are like, I'm not, I want something. I don't want to work to get it. I get it. Okay. Now I'm confusing myself. I don't know where I am going with this, if I'm being so honest, but, oh, let's go back. Maybe let's go back to the original one. Do we only like things <laughs> that are new? Um, I originally wrote this down because I was like, yes, because maybe I was also thinking about partners. I've heard a lot about like people who cheat. They only like it in the moment because it's new, you know, but then after that, they feel guilty. Oh my God. Now I'm totally second guessing myself again. Final answer. No. I don't think we do things just because they're good in the moment, and I don't think they'll deteriorate after that initial good feeling because we chase the other good feelings. Oh, wait. No, but does that work? Because then, okay, now let's go to the cheating example. Um, This is just where I want to go with this. If, say, you're totally in love with someone for years, years and years and years, your high school sweethearts, you st somehow stay in contact over college. Maybe you, you're, you're like you're broken up over college, but like you're still talking at least once a week. And then after college, you guys totally meet up again. And you're like, oh my God, you're my person. Let's get married. Let's have kids. Let's do the whole nine yards. You're married with kids. And it's like, you're maybe like seven years in, let's say seven years in. And you're like, oh my God. Um, all of a sudden you get that impulse where it's like, I just want to feel that newness again. I want to know what it feels like to be new to this whole thing. You cheat, right? You get that feeling. You get the guilt afterward. It's so horrible. Is this idea of not really... Of doing something over and over again because it feels good. Does that work with cheating in the case where there is guilt? Because will that person come back? to another cheating experience. Like, I feel like maybe the guilt will make them stop for a little while, but at the end of the day, I feel like the good feeling will last and they'll do it again. Or maybe the guilt won't even stop them and they'll immediately do it again. I feel like it also varies from person to person because I know some people, not some people, I'm acting like I know people who cheat often. I'm talking about people I've met, I've heard of in movies and like stories from one another, from from my, my mother, basically, my mother. Um, some people cheat. It was the worst decision they ever made and they never do it again and they tell their partner and that's it. I think that's forgivable. I think that's cool. Or they cheat and they do it over and over and over again to a point where the lie is so huge that they can't ever admit to it, but it's going to be found out eventually and then it blows up. Does that vary person to person? I think yes. I think that's the only way it makes sense because if not... Well, I surely don't know. I surely don't know. If not, um, 
yeah, that's terrifying. All right. I think it's a good place to end it. Um, I'm going to watch this back. I might hate it. I might scrap it. I might love it. Um, once again, please tell me if this audio recording is shit. I'm on a microphone right now. Um, one that I'm not exactly sure how to use. I'm on a weird recording software. Also one that I'm not exactly sure how to use. I could just use my phone, but I don't know. We'll troubleshoot it. Um, love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, stay well.